the idea behind the challenge is to encourage you for those of us with senior dogs, but really dogs of all ages, to get them up, to get them moving, to help them be active and engage both physically and mentally. Hi, I'm Tori Mystic, and you're listening to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast, the only show dedicated to supporting women in all areas of the pet industry. On this episode, I am excited to welcome two guests who I have had the pleasure of collaborating with over the past month. Sarah Carson is the dog trainer behind the Super Collies. She's currently traveling the United States performing alongside her dogs. Sarah joins me and Jane Bernard of dog hip and joint supplement brand Wagworthy Naturals to host the Old Dog New Tricks 10-Day Challenge that is happening August 1st through the 10th. It has been fun to have the three of us working on this together. Jane brings her scientific approach to joint health. Sarah is the expert at teaching dogs of all ages new tricks, and I get to flex my canine enrichment skills. Teaching your old dog new tricks throughout their lives is so important because it keeps them moving and thinking, two essential components to living a long and happy life. In addition to talking about our upcoming 10-day challenge, which you should totally sign up for, by the way, I also got to ask Sarah about her journey to becoming a celebrity dog trainer. My words, not hers. (laughs) And I always appreciate learning more about joint health from Jane. Her supplement is one of the few that I give my dogs every single day. We want to personally invite you and your dog to join us for this fun, free 10-day challenge. Should I mention there are amazing prizes to be won as well? Go to the show notes to find the link or head to bit.ly slash tricks 23 and you can sign up for this free challenge. It is open to dogs of all ages and all skill levels, and we hope to see you in there. Sarah Carson is the creator of the Super Collies. You might recognize her from America's Got Talent and many other national appearances. She also runs the Pupper app, the most functional dog trick training app on the market. Today, we also have Jane Bernard. She is the founder of Wagworthy Naturals, a unique hip and joint supplement with powerful antioxidants proven to enhance your dog's health and mobility. Her mission is to help the world be a healthier place for dogs. Hi, Jane and Sarah. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Hi. Hi. I'm so happy to have you guys here because we are working on a really exciting project. All three of us together, we have joined forces to make a positive impact for dogs. Um, So maybe before we get into the conversation of the podcast, uh, I know I mentioned our challenge a little bit in the intro, but Jane, could you tell us a little bit more about the 10-day old dog new tricks challenge? Well, first off, it's fun. (laughs) I'm all about fun and, uh, and joy. And the idea behind the challenge is to encourage you for those of us with senior dogs, but really dogs of all ages, to get them up, to get them moving, to help them be active and engage both physically and mentally. 
It's yeah. so healthy. It is. It's, it's so important to keep our dogs moving and moving. And you and I are both senior dog lovers. And so we had this idea to do something to get our dogs moving. And we reached out to Sarah. Um, so Sarah, you are, I've been telling everyone you're a celebrity dog trainer. <laughs> I don't know if that's how you think of yourself. <laughs> I think the rule is, is I can't call myself that. So thank you. <laughs> okay. So I'll call you that too. Sarah is a celebrity dog trainer. I mean, I, I, I think I classify as that as I've trained celebrity dogs and I've also, I mean, I'm on TV and I'm doing the celebrity thing. So I guess, uh, I think the rule is just, I can't call myself that. So again, okay, (laughs) well, we're calling you that. And so we roped you into this challenge. Um, and, and so I'd love to, um, ask you to kind of share a little bit about your background. Like how does one get to be a celebrity dog trainer? <laughs> um, I know it's it's never an overnight success for any of us. And I think a lot of people think that, you know, oh, you went viral or you did this. But I know that this has been a career that's been many decades in in the works for you. So how did you how did you get to where you are now? Um, I started training dogs at a super, super young age. I had a little English cocker spaniel that I did a lot of agility with, and then I got into the trick training. But I basically just became obsessed with training dogs. And my family at the time did not like dogs. So instead of getting more dogs, I opened up my own dog training facility at the age of 15. And I started training people puppies and doing agility and doing trick training. And I grew that business from four people a month to over 40. And that's pretty much how I learned. It was a lot of hands-on experience, a lot of YouTube videos. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was not something that I ever thought I'd be like traveling the United States because I'm Canadian. I never thought I'd be in a different country doing this full time with a whole group of dogs. So it was definitely something that kind of just happened after a, a lot of hard work. And I always tell people, you know, that you were on America's Got Talent. And I think that's probably one of your like headline claims to fame, I guess you could say. Um, how How has that impacted your career being on that show? Yeah. So actually in 2012, I was on David Letterman for his stupid pet trick segment um, with Hero, who was just a baby at the time. And so was I, honestly. Um, And that kind of brought me to the States. And then I started traveling with a popular um, performing dog group. And America's Got Talent must have seen one of my videos because they had started reaching out and doing their casting stuff. But at the time, I wasn't too prepared. I had the one dog. I was very new to this. And I waited just a couple of years until I had more dogs. And I'm, I truly am glad I did. because I don't think I would have made it as far if I had just had hero. Yeah. And, and so by doing that now, like this summer, you have been traveling the United States doing tons of in-person performances and shows. So did this, did everything kind of like build up and culminate to what you're doing now? Yeah, I would say so. Um, I mean, I've been doing this for quite a few years now. America's Vet Talent was, I think, seven years ago now, which is just insane because it feels like it was yesterday. Um, I did do their Champions Edition, which was in 2019, so it kind of keeps me relevant. Um, But the actual show that I did was uh, 2017, which is wild. Um, I want to say it was 2019 that I had officially visited every single state with Hero except for Hawaii, but I went, he couldn't go. Um, but yeah, so I've, I mean, I've performed in pretty much every state and traveled and been to most of the U S that I would say most Americans haven't been to. So it's, uh, it's been a journey. 
Yeah, no, that's amazing. And we're so happy that you were able to come on board with our senior dog trick challenge. The old dog new tricks challenge, I guess is what the official <laughs> title is. Um, cause yeah. we needed, we needed like an official dog trick trainer, um, to help us come up with tricks that would be healthy and safe for senior dogs, but, but dogs of all ages too. Um, so I wanted to ask you, um, you know, on this, on this show, we're not just here to talk about our <laughs> trick challenge. Um, but I always want to like learn about you and Jane and both of your businesses and your careers. And so we were talking the other day and Jane had asked you something about, you know, when your dogs get older and, um, how do you decide when to retire them or, you know, hero is now retired. Um, mm -hmm. you know, since your, your job and your career kind of depends on, your dogs and their mobility and their health. How do you make those kind of decisions? Because you're not just like their pet parent, you're also their boss. <laughs> yeah. And I actually just got asked a couple of days ago about like the relationship I have with my dogs too. And a lot of my dogs, I just have working relationships with like, yes, we go hiking and we do stuff, but they really, they don't look at me as like a playmate. They look at me as the boss. And I, I mean, Hawkeye is probably the only one that is like mommy <laughs> and, I, and that's fine. I love him to death, but, um, no, that's a great question. So I've had lots of dogs. I want to say four over the years that have not worked out and I've adopted them. I've trained them for a year and they either can't travel, which is my life. And, um, they can't perform in front of an audience, which is also my, my income. So those dogs have been placed with either friends, family, or just incredible people that have reached out to me. And then Hero, for example, is 11 now. He retired when he was seven due to um, a health condition. So he was diagnosed with valley fever, which typically valley fever um, inflames the joints and makes it really difficult for them to move. But that wasn't his case. He actually had nosebleeds and then it moved to his heart. So he now has a heart condition. Um, and then most recent dog that's about to retire, Marvel is going to be nine here in April. And she's just going to go live with my dad. So I, I basically, there's nothing wrong with Marvel. She could perform probably for another couple of years, but I would rather her go be happy and be able to live a pet life after being a performer for seven years. So it really, I think it varies on the reasons as to why I retire a dog. Yeah. Well, I think that's so fascinating about how like some of your dogs are like your coworkers, um, yes. not so much like your babies. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I don't think that I consider myself like a dog mom. I, I have a lot of dogs. I love them. I would jump off a cliff for them, but they're not like, I'm not sleeping in bed with five dogs every night. I sleep with Hawkeye. He's my baby, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's, it's selective. I mean, people know that I have a house now and I have five acres that they're allowed to like run around on, but I also have a six dog kennel in my backyard that has air conditioning and heat and that is where my dogs live when I'm home. And some people say that that's terrible and others say it's nicer than their apartment. And that's probably true. <laughs> I'm sure it is true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, they're, they're working dogs. So it is a little different. Yeah. Um, well, so I kind of wanted to transition into asking Jane to talk a little bit about this concept of health span versus lifespan. So mm -hmm. Um, you know, with what Sarah just said about Marvel, that she could keep performing for years, but you want her to go enjoy her life and be a dog and have fun and all this kind of stuff. And that, I think that kind of ties into this concept of health span versus lifespan. Um, 
Can you explain that a little bit to us, Jane? Sure. And to distill that down in really maybe just to two words, it's quantity versus quality, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, there's how long does your dog live versus how many years is your dog engaged in what they love to do? Are they feeling joyful? Are they able to participate? Like for me, I'm a really big outdoors person. So hiking with dogs is my life. Every, you know, I hike almost every day. Um, and, and the dogs that come into my life are dogs that love to hike. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's really important that my dogs, you know, I, I'm strategic when they're young in terms of what I'm doing to keep them healthy, to keep them active so they can hike and be active well into their old age. Now, everyone's different in terms of what they love to do with their dog. I mean, my mom loves to lie in bed with her dog and eat popsicles, right? So, <laughs> you know, her, her dog isn't as active as my dog. And I'm always, you know, her dogs are, her dog is always overweight and it's, <laughs> it, it's just, it's, it pains you. I can it pay. It, it pains. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, it does. Uh, but so everyone is different with what they love to do with their dog. Now I had a dog that lived to be 17 and certainly at 17, she wasn't doing what she was doing at 14, but she still went for a walk every day. So I, I'd like to inspire people through this challenge to think about that quantity versus quality or just to think about joy right? So there are some really simple things we can do to help our dogs stay healthy and active as they age. And one of them is learning new tricks, making sure that they do something every day, even if they're old and they can't, maybe their get up and go isn't quite as, you know, doesn't have the speed that it used to walk them around the block, take them for a sniffari, you know, let them mm -hmm make sure that they're active, right? So, you know, a friend of mine, I was talking to a friend of mine recently, she has a 12 year old dog. And she said, you know, she just doesn't want to do anything anymore. And I think one of the things that people don't realize is dogs are evolutionarily wired not to show pain. So sometimes it seems like, oh, my dog is just slowing down when actually they have pain which keeps them from being active, you know? Um, and I, that is one of the reasons how, that is one of the ways that my supplement was developed. That was one of the pieces for me is I had a dog who was so joyful and so active and so fun. And he still would go on hikes, but he would just stop. He never limped. He never showed any pain. He was about 10 or 11 when that happened. He was a big dog. He weighed about 80 pounds. Oh, wow. And so very slowly, I started to experiment with different supplements, different ingredients. I went being a nerd. I went down the rabbit hole, you know, with a background in biochemistry of reading all this research and trying different ingredients. And that was basically how I came up with the different ingredients that now are in my supplement today. Yeah. Well, and I've, I've shared this with you and I think I've posted about it, but I did uh, a consultation with a canine nutritionist 
about nine months ago, I guess at this point, I did an intolerance test with Lucy. And then I um, I kind of came with an evaluation from a canine nutritionist. And she wanted to know every single thing that I give the dogs, specifically Lucy. And I, you know, being an influencer, I get sent a lot of different things. We try different stuff. Hey, it's free. We'll use this for a while, whatever. So I, I sent this woman a list of everything that I give the dogs and and I don't give it all to them every day, you know, but we kind of rotate and she, I'm not just saying this. She really told me to throw away pretty much everything except for wag for the naturals for your supplement. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'm not just saying that because I like you, but she told me, <laughs> she told me to like get rid of everything because, um, that her, like her kind of pet peeve red flag ingredient was flax and, and flax meal. And so many of these, um, joint supplements and senior supplements had flax as their source of omegas. And, um, she just didn't like that. Uh, but she loved your ingredients. So, oh, so what awesome. makes, what are your ingredients that make it so great? Well, the, the most common ingredients in joint supplements are glucosamine and chondroitin. They work in conjunction with one another. So my supplement has that. It also has MSM, which is a natural anti-inflammatory. It, I have also included vitamin C, which not to geek out too much here, but dogs naturally produce vitamin C, but as they age, their ability to do that tapers and vitamin C is good for so many things in the body. It's a cofactor in the formation of healthy uh, joint tissue. It's also great for healing. And the other thing that I included is tart cherry, which is a very not commonly seen in joint supplements, but tart cherry helps dogs recycle more quickly from injury, from surgery, from excessive, like, you know, what Sarah does with her dogs, like really strenuous Mm -hmm. activity. Um, And it's also great for dogs that are less active. It just helps. It's another, it, it supports the formation of healthy joint tissue. And then it also includes hyaluronic acid, which is what is naturally occurring in our joint fluid. And it's what makes the joint fluid kind of tacky and viscous, which absorbs along with, again, I hope I'm not getting too geeky down the rabbit hole here. (laughs) Let's just say it's really an important factor in your dog's joint health. And if anybody wants more information, they could reach out to me. So it's those nine ingredients. I have nine ingredients. It's got a little vitamin E all all together that, um, and like I said, just like your, your nutritionists talk to you, is I think we can re- really easily overload our dogs with too many supplements. When you start your dog on a supplement, do things one at a time so you can really see it's more the scientific method, you might say. So you can see, is this effective? How does this impact my dog? Um, yes, my system no. was not scientific. No, <laughs> <laughs> it was more the throw the dart at the wall kind of thing, or oh, it came in the mail, so I'll give it to my dog. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I'm just super passionate about our dogs staying healthy and active as they age and join. I mean, yes, it's my business, but I would encourage everyone to think about starting to 
provide their dog with a joint supplement before they start to show signs of arthritis, because then once that happens, the damage is already done. And um, you want to encourage your dogs. Like my dog, when I adopted him, he had had some kind of trauma. I don't know if he was hit by a car or whatever, but at a year old, my vet who um, I adore said to me, start now because he's going to start to have issues when he gets to be eight. And sure enough, even with supplementation and doing exercises, he still has, he's got arthritis in his elbow, you know? So it's, it's never too soon to start. I, I agree. I, I hear a lot of people tell me, you know, my dog is an adult now, so I'm going to think about putting them on some joint supplement and you should really start way before then because um, you want to kind of use it as a preventative. You know, if they have healthier joints to begin with, they're not going to deteriorate as much. Yeah. It's yeah. joint. Think of it like this. It's joint food. So it's just nourishment for their joints. And sorry, I'm going down the geek hole again, but (laughs) rabbit hole again, but our joints, they don't have a blood supply. So the only way that nutrition is pumped into our joints and our dog's joints is through movement. Which is such a great transition (laughs) to talking more about our trick challenge. So, so we hope everyone is taking their joint supplements, but equally as important for health span is, is moving. Like you were just saying that you need to get your dog's blood moving. Um, in addition, teaching tricks is wonderful cognitive enrichment. Uh, and the more cognitively sharp you can keep your dog, the longer they're going to have this great health span. Um, so, so like I said, we did bring Sarah in to help us with our, our tricks for this challenge. So we have three tricks and a bonus trick. Um, that's going to be a surprise for anyone who's signed up for our challenge. Um, but Sarah, can you talk a little bit about like why, um, and I don't know if we want to reveal what the tricks are or keep them top secret for people who've signed up, you might have to sign up for the challenge to find out exactly what they are. Um, but Sarah, maybe you could kind of give us some clues as to how we chose tricks that were good for senior dogs, um, and, and why like mobility was important in in the tricks that we chose. Yeah. So I always like to pick tricks with something like this that have to do with, um, rear end awareness and being able to teach the dog where their paws are because dogs don't naturally know where their paws are. So as they age, if you aren't doing that, it's definitely important to try and get that into your regular, um, everyday system that you have with your dog. So we picked some tricks that do require some moving around and wearing awareness. And like you mentioned, I am a huge advocate for not only just physical stimulation, but mental stimulation. So being able to just spend five to 10 minutes a day doing the challenge is going to be so beneficial for your dog. I love that you said that because it, you really do only have to spend five or 10 minutes a day doing this and it's just 10 yeah. days. So, you know, yeah. everyone can do that. And maybe it'll become a habit and then you'll do it every day. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I know for me, like my dog, Lucy, we were never into trick training until, um, 2019 is when I got into it. So um, four years ago, she's 11. You guys can do the math on that. Um, and the way that her face lights up when we work on tricks that makes me want to keep doing it and turn it into a routine because I can see how much she loves it. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So we have these wonderful tricks. They're going to get your dog moving. You're going to get your dog's brain working. You're going to have fun. It's a good excuse. You know, if, if you have like some work or something, you're like, Oh, I have to step away from work because I have to do this dog trick training challenge. (laughs) Um, but we also have some other fun bonuses. So Jane, we're going to do some prizes and we have some great prizes. What are, what are some of the categories that people can win prizes in? We have some awesome categories. Um, so we have the I Did It My Way Award, which opens up to so many interpretations. <laughs> so even if your dog doesn't really follow instructions or lays down instead of rolls over or whatever it is, um, I think we can have a lot of fun with the I Did It My Way Award. It kind of reminds me of, you guys have probably seen this video. I think it's a Husky in a obedience class and he's supposed to stay. And then when the owner calls him to come, he's supposed to come and sit in front of her. And instead he gets zoomies and runs all over the room. <laughs> like after doing 10 laps, he comes and sits in front of her. That's a good example too, of I did it yes. my way. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we have the, I did it my way, the most enthusiastic. So that would be, that dog would be in the running for both of those awards. Best in show and also the best Instagram reel. And I want to segue because we have some really fabulous prizes that um, the first one is a one year subscription to Sarah's Pupper app, which will unlock all kinds of actually, Sarah, you should probably describe the Pupper app here. Sure. Uh, So the subscription actually, it does unlock all of the lesson packs, but then it also gives you access to the master classes, which are actually um, like they're not gifts like the other lessons there that there's audio um there's um like tasks that you need to complete that kind of stuff and then the subscription also unlocks the q a uh chat feature so we have four i think four trainers on our team and they're basically there to answer any questions that you have so this is perfect for anything i always say it's great for people with new puppies that have no idea what they signed up for um but it really is good for basically anything there's leash walking crate training and then a whole whack of tricks yeah i mean it's even great for people whose dog is 8 and they just started getting into tricks <laughs> like yeah. like me i mean yeah. that's when i downloaded the app <laughs> yeah. and and that's a 140 dollar value so and the second second prize these are prize packs so each category wins a prize pack of a pupper app one year subscription to the pupper app three bottles of wagworthy and a canine enrichment assessment with assessment with tori so yes. it's like we have over $1300 $1300 in prizes that we're giving away plus some exclusive discounts Yes. So everyone who signs up gets discounts on all of our things. Um, I have a brand new canine enrichment mini course coming out just for this challenge. Um, So you'll be able to access that and get discounts and free stuff um, from from all of us. So um, definitely sign up. The challenge is happening August 1 through 10. Um, So sign up now I will put all the links in the show notes. So it's really easy for everyone to click. Um, and is there anything else that, that you guys want to add? I just want to say, come join us. We're going to have fun. 
Uh, we'll be going live in our Facebook group. So you'll have an opportunity to interact with all of us and ask questions and meet all the other really cool people that are going to sign up and participate in this. And it's free. Yeah, I was going to say it's free too, if you didn't say it. Um, but I, I do agree. I think it's going to be a great opportunity for people to take content of their dogs and then share it with other like-minded people. So it's going to be a really good community as well. I also love dog training in like a group of people, because if something's not clicking for you or your dog, you might hear like a little tip from someone else that they're like, oh, I, I tried this and it worked. Um, so I really love being able to bounce ideas off of other people in these kind of things. All right, cool. Well, guys, thank you so much for being here on the Wear Wag Repeat podcast. I really appreciate you sharing your expertise and your time with us. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us, Dory. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode. Send me a note on Instagram at wearwagrepeat or find even more women petpreneurs to connect with in our private Facebook group called Wear Wag Repeat Labs. If you want to dig into more episodes, resources to grow your business, or find a link to something we discussed, it is all right there for you at wearwagrepeat.com. I'll see you back here next Wednesday for a fresh conversation.